Perfect. How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are back with our week two installment of Meet the Opponents. The Bears head the Lambeau Field this week to take on the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. As big of a game as it ever is, the Bears coming in at 1-0, the Packers coming in after a week one loss. Seems like Parth is going through some technical difficulties there, but I'm going to pull it back to myself. Uh, welcome back to the show, guys. It feels good to be back once again. I'm your host, Chris Malpe. Do us a favor. If you haven't already, drop a like, subscribe, follow wherever you may be listening. We have a very special guest joining the show today to talk to us about the Packers. He is the host of the Matt Ramage Show on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts with over 2.5 thousand listeners he is the one and only matt Ramage. matt how are you doing my man feels good to have you back here hey i'm, I'm glad to be back i'm good i mean i've been better like football wise but overall <laughs> i'm doing all right yeah uh definitely a surprise week one for green bay i don't even think i saw that coming obviously the, the talk all off season was uh the rigorous changes Devonte adams out a lot of new faces in but uh man minnesota might might have our cards this year i don't know yeah, I think I, I mean, I, it's one game, but the Vikings yeah, yeah. played re- really, really good. They they really t- like took it to us. I, I expected the Packers defense to be a lot better than that. Like I've been talking all offseason, screaming about how great this defense is going to be, and I got a lot of mentions the next the next day. <laughs> like, what's up now? But uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good week one though, and I think something that comes with week one each and every week is the common overreactions that you see. So uh, I'm not going to be too hard pressed about the bears upsetting a team in a monsoon or the Packers going down to a, a team that it seems like they've split a lot with recently uh, being the Vikings. Uh, Matt, before we get into this, uh, obviously the, the reason we're here to talk today is the Packers and this big matchup in week two on Sunday night football. However, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the bears thus far. Obviously, they're coming off of a game where they had a nice second-half comeback against the San Francisco 49ers, a name I'm sure you're familiar with, New Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze, making some solid changes at halftime to be able to help out the second-year quarterback Justin Fields. If you were able to watch any of the tape at all or look at the stats, uh, let us know your thoughts on, on the Week 1 game that the Bears played just a couple of days ago. And I, I was actually impressed. I didn't see the whole game because I, I do my thing. And I was getting ready for the Packer game, but for like what I saw, like I I didn't expect it. I don't know what I expected f- from the Niners, but I I didn't expect anything from the Bears. And like they came <laughs> out and like and then they did it and they're running around the field like you know doing the slip and slide thing, which I think is cool because like that's their house. And they're like, yeah, it's rainy, it's you know, all this is trash, but you know we're getting that W. So like. I, I think the Bears surprised a lot of people, but maybe not you guys as much because, you know, you're fans. But like everyone I talked to mostly isn't, and we didn't really have a lot of hopes for the Bears. But I, I wasn't mad that they beat them because even as a Packer fan, because I, I feel like the Bears yep. winning and, and the Niners losing doesn't hurt us. Because if the Packers, you know, turn this thing around, which I think that they will, come playoff time, I, I don't care. I'd rather not be looking at the, <laughs> at, at, at the Niners. And I, I, I'll, But I'll say I, I won't ever root for the Bears, like even – like you, you might be the same way for the Packers, but even if it helps the Packers, like I'll just be neutral. I'll just be like, I ain't gonna say nothing. I'll just okay. watch the game real quiet because I, it, you know, since birth I was told 
the Bears are the worst thing ever. So like it, it's hard for me. But I I liked what they did, and uh, I I think Justin Fields. Like actually, my son who who is a Packer fan loves Justin Fields, and okay. uh, I think I I, th- I think this year a lot of people are gonna see like what he is because you know all, all the talk Justin Fields, Jordan Love, whatever whatever quarterback you talk about, you really don't know like two or three years unless like some uh-huh. just pop off. You know, some some just the first time they just go off. But um, I, I think Justin Fields, you know, he seems like like he might have some there. Yeah, and I want to respond to your comment about sitting quietly and just watching the games. Uh, you know, Parth, and I, I think you might agree with me on this. I, I, I think I'd almost rather if I were, and we are not known as people who get on here and talk a bunch of crap either, but if I'm talking crap about anyone and Bears fans are probably going to hate me for saying this, I think I'd rob- probably rather crap on the Vikings just like you, Matt. I see you going back and forth with them on Twitter all the time. Yeah, uh, I, I'd rather go back and forth with Vikings than Packers fans. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, Parth. I've, I've always... You know, I feel like the rivalry with the Packers is more respectful. It's more about the history. It's more about, you know, just being rivals and actually playing a great game of football. With the Vikings, it's always just been a, you know, trash show. I'll keep it PG, but, you know, it's always been uh, just a lot of back and forth. Um, You know, just their fans are also ruthless. You know, it's not like Chicago fans aren't ruthless also. You know, I mean, I think we're pretty up there too. But when you combine two toxic fans together, it obviously isn't going to help. Well, like – I I like started my social media thing just trashing the Bears. Like <laughs> I did it one day, like the Bears still suck song, and I sang in a circle, and people liked it, you know. And I kept doing it, but like it's always been friendly. Like I've never had Bears fans like DM me and say, "Well, I had a few say they're gonna kill me," but I assume that they're like they were like twelve year olds, you know, and they're just yeah, mad. Yeah. They saw my video or whatever. Especially if the Packers win, beat the Bears, you know, I kind of. Whatever, but with Vikings, I like. I'm gonna say like w- w- most Bear fan, like 99% are all friendly. Like they laugh, even they'll even laugh like, "Hey, that was funny" or whatever. But like Viking fans, they take it so personal. Like I took a shot at their mom, and like they <laughs> message me, I- "I'll you know I'll beat you" and like all this stuff. And they they try to like share it and like get all their other Viking buddies to like, "I care." Like, dude, you're sharing my content. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We're content creators at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, so I-, I I feel like the Bears Packer could. The rivalry is great. I hate the Bears, but like I, I don't hate Bear fans. Not that I hate Viking fans either. They just annoy me, and I really don't. Just arguing with them makes you tired. Just takes a lot out of you just because they're so – they just bring up the weirdest stuff, like a stat, Kirk Cousins. I mean, they, they get to this week. Like, I, I'll take it. Like, after the game, when the Vikings trash me, I'm like, I, I'll take it because I talked a lot of trash. You beat me, you get to talk. But, like, even before that, like, during the offseason, they just bring up just the most random stuff. Meaning Bears fans – yeah. yeah, Bears fans really don't make – like excuses and like make up stats and like say all this it's just i don't know it's just different like you said it, it it's it's way more respectful and fun because that's the point of it I, that's why i do it because like i have fun doing it and people you know have fun watching it sometimes <laughs> let me note let, let me note that this is and it was told to us before the show this is an exclusive matt Ramage interview he turns down vikings fans lions fans <laughs> that want him on the podcast so Glad we were able to bring you on. Let's move into the Packers. Uh, we're going to start with Green Bay's offense, and let's start by taking a look uh, at what happened last week against Minnesota. Parth, I'll, I'll throw it over to you eventually, but it seems like Aaron Rodgers really wasn't able to get on uh, in sync with a lot of his wide receivers. Obviously, the big story coming from Green Bay this offseason. Rodgers signs the extension. Devontae Adams traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. Rodgers, 22 for 34. 195 yards and an interception. 
No touchdowns in this one for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Packers still had a solid rushing attack. Aaron Jones, five carries for 49 yards, almost 10 yards per carry. A.J. Dillon added 4.5 yards per carry and a touchdown on 10 rushes as well. Uh, the receiver position is where it gets a little trickier. Uh, Christian Watson, we all saw the clip that went viral, dropping uh, the breakaway touchdown on a great throw from Rodgers. Robert Tanyan, someone who you also have to worry about. Uh, he had three catches for 36 yards in this one. Dylan was a beast as a receiver, five catches for 46 yards. They also added Sammy Watkins. Randall Cobb is back. Parth, I'm going to pass it to you before we go back around to Matt. Uh, we saw a little bit of a lackluster performance from the Packers offense this week, and there are a lot of new faces on uh, in Green Bay. Uh, it's also worth noting that uh, both of Green Bay's tackles, David Batiari as well as Elton Jenkins, could miss this game. What were your thoughts on the Packers' performance in Week 1 when you take a look at that offense? I was pretty surprised, I'm not going to lie. You know, when you expect Green Bay, you expect them to put up points and uh, lots of them in bunches. And we didn't see that week one against this Minnesota team, who, on the other hand, had no problem scoring the ball. But, you know, and we're talking about the Packers offense here. You know, Aaron Rodgers looked a little shaky at times. He was he looked visibly upset. You know, I mean, that would be too after, you know, what Packers wide receivers were doing out there. You know, Christian Watson's got to bring that ball in. You know, when one of the best quarterbacks of all time is feeding you a pass right right in your bread basket to score your first touchdown like that, you got to catch that. Uh-huh. I mean, I think Christian Watson would catch that nine out of ten times. You know, um, I'm, I was very surprised to see that. And like you said, their wide receiver and core is pretty worrisome. Um, you know, they had, uh, I think it's Rasul Dubs, or I think Randall Dubs, Romeo Dubs. Um, he he had a, he had four receptions for 37 yards, and A.J. Dillon was your leading re- receiver with five receptions for 46 yards. And going off of A.J. Dillon, him and Aaron Jones are fantastic running backs. I think those two guys are going to have to carry this Packers offense this year. I mean, if you look at them, they're the two best players um, besides Aaron Rodgers on that offense, in my opinion. Uh, I guess David Bakhtiari is also up there as well. But, um, you know, I think uh, A.J. Dillon is definitely going to be someone the Bears defense is going to have to watch out for as he's dangerous with the ball in his hands. Um, And you also got to watch out for Aaron Rodgers. Once again, he is – Always, always really good after a divisional kryptonite, man. Exactly. After a divisional loss, he comes back firing. He's ready to go on all cylinders. So this Packers offense wins again. You know, they're not the same as they were a couple years ago or last year with Devontae Adams, but they still have the bad man and they still got two great running backs. Just need to figure out their wide receiver situation a little bit. That's for sure. Yeah, that man Rodgers is a bad man, and I feel like we've seen throughout the last five or six years exactly how the script plays out when the Bears go into Green Bay or Green Bay comes to Chicago and it's a primetime game and Bears fans get all hyped up and think they may have a chance. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is someone who has stepped on the Bears' throat year after year, regardless of who is in there at the wide receiver position, at the running back position. However, Matt, I'm going to pass it to you in just a sec. Uh, It seems like the Packers were still able to find some nice pieces offensively. A.J. Dillon stepped up. Aaron Jones did his thing. Robert Tanyan, I think, is in for another big year this year after a little bit uh, of inconsistency last year. So, Matt, talk to me a little bit. Obviously, uh, Green Bay is coming off now their second consecutive week one loss where the offense really can't get anything going. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about what went wrong in that week one game. Well, uh, like you mentioned Aaron Jones, I think uh, he needs to be used more. He, yeah. I think he touched the ball eight times. Even LaFleur said, like, that ain't going to cut it. 
I, I, I'd like to see them both on the field at the same time because I think AJ Dillon is great too. They could uh, use Aaron Jones a lot in catching. Obviously, that they did with AJ Dillon in this game. I, those two, like the, the running back group, besides the quarterback, is like your your offense, like your skill. Uh, when Lazard comes back, I think he'll be all right. And Christian Watson, I, I think he, I, I do think that he, he he's going to be a star. I don't think that he's going to drop that ball most times. It was his first play in his uh-huh. first regular season game. Uh, it's brutal because if he would have caught it, like imagine that story for the rest of his life. The first catch, you know, first play, whatever, 70-yard touchdown, but it didn't happen. But uh, Robert Tunyon, he was he was hurt last year, so him coming back um, will be huge. Hopefully uh-huh. they can, you know, find the end zone like they did in, uh, in 2020. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Rodgers coming back like after a loss. I, I forget the stat. I, I think it's Matt Lafleur, or I, I, I think it's Lafleur. Like he he's never lost two in a row, unless you count like the end of the season, uh, from last you know playoff game. But they they always come back fierce. And Aaron Rodgers, I think he just likes to beat the Bears because it, it's kind of like the Niners. You know, they beat they beat Rodgers. Niners fans love to talk about it. Everyone loves to talk about it. And I think Aaron Rodgers kind of has that same thing. He gets yeah. you know he's kind of known as you know he beating the Bears. So I think he like likes to like get that number and keep it going but um i think i, I think that that they're definitely going to come out firing i think that their offense is going to be better i think aaron jones is going to touch the ball more uh aaron Rodgers has to spread the ball around and, and trust guys like after watson dropped that didn't go back to him uh so like i i think you get watson going a little bit and, and some of these other guys but the, the offensive line i think is a big thing because uh david bakhtiari is not in there elton jenkins and Maybe like you said, maybe not this week either. I I would I would be shocked if Bakhtiari played. Uh, I I I don't think he's gonna. I don't think that that there's a chance. But um, that offensive line has to play better because if you get to Rodgers and he doesn't have time to do his thing, then I mean he, he can scramble around as good as most of them, but he uh he needs time to for the receivers he's downfield and all that. So um, that offensive line I think is the huge worry like for Packer fans. Yeah, uh, I think some of this stuff just takes time. I mean, there, there's a brand-new wide receiver group uh, in Green Bay for the most part. Alan Lazard stepping up uh, into a much bigger role. Sammy Watkins, uh, a new free agent signing. Romeo Dubs, or Dobbs, excuse me, someone who Rodgers isn't entirely used to throwing the ball to. Uh, so, you know, I, I was most definitely surprised. I'll agree with Parth, who is having technical difficulties, just so everyone knows. Um, but, uh, you know... It comes around, and it will come around. Uh, that is what the Packers do best. That is what Aaron Rodgers does best, uh, adjust to adversity and fire back. So does not shock me that uh, stat you said about Eberflus, or excuse me, Eberflus, uh, yeah. about, uh, about Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers not losing too much coming off of a loss. Uh, I definitely think the Packers will come out firing on all cylinders on Sunday night. Let's move a little bit to the Packers' defense. Might not be as much talking to do. In this one, uh, I want to draw back on the last time the Bears and the Packers met last year. Justin Fields was 18 for 33, 224 yards, two touchdowns, as well as two interceptions. He also had 74 rushing yards in that game. The Bears lost it 30 to 45. Matt, uh, I think a lot of Bears fans would argue that that game last year was one of Fields' best. Uh, obviously, the Packers are also missing some pieces on defense. It was so weird to see Zedaria Smith suited up in a Vikings jersey a couple of days ago. Uh, but talk to me not only a little bit about how the game on Sunday went, how Kirk Cousins 
uh, in the Vikings offense and Justin Jefferson uh, were able to be extremely successful. But give me your thoughts on this Packers unit this year uh, as a whole defensively. So like last week, like a lot of people were talking, Jair made a comment that he wanted to stay on Jefferson and uh, the coaches didn't want it basically, which I thought was kind of interesting. They threw it out there to the media because I think he, he probably had some feelings about that. And uh, like, I'm not no defensive coordinator. So like, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know how to make that happen, but yeah. it seems like your, your best corner should be on the best receiver as much as possible. Cause it was very little. And they schemed that, you know, they were moving Jefferson around a lot, which the Packers used to do with Devontae Adams when they were playing a great corner, you try mm -hmm. to get him away. I mean, every great, you know, every offense does, you know, does that, but um, they just couldn't stop it. And like, they, I don't know if they made adjustments, but they, they weren't working, but I, I I'm excited about the, the defense this year, uh, I thought that they would have played much better in week one, came in a little rusty. I think our, our pass rushers are great. I, we, we got run stuffers. I think our, our secondary is good. I, th I think this is the best defense on paper that the Packers have had in a very long time. Now, maybe not as far in depth, but the the starters are all guys that, like, I was happy with. I, I, I'm stoked about this defense. Came out week one against a team that, like, I didn't really have high hope. I mean, I knew that they could put points out. They got Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins isn't I feel like with I, how they came, I feel like with how they came out firing, holding them to only 23 points is a pretty good feat in and of itself. Yeah, because when you – the Packers – I mean, I've been a Packer fan a long time. I've seen Larry Fitzgerald. I've seen a lot of receivers gouge the Packers, and that was, his, you know, maybe not as much as some of them, but it was just dominant. Like, he was just always open. And then that, that's what irritates Packer fans is – the always open. I get like if he's making great catches, but he's contended. But like you, you can't have a guy like that running wide open. It's just yeah. It, it's just thinking back about it just irritates me. Yeah. Uh, no, you mentioned it. Uh, the the Packers starters on defense. You definitely can't take them for granted. Uh, and they have a very solid unit. I mean, Dean Lowry, Kenny Clark, someone who's been one of the most underrated nose tackles in the league, in my opinion, for quite some time. Uh, a good friend of yours, Matt, I know, Preston Smith, uh, Devondre Campbell, uh, and, and another solid player there on that defense alongside Rashawn Gary. The secondary, in my opinion, is pretty loaded. Jair Alexander just got a massive contract extension. He is back. He is healthy. He is better than ever. Uh, and he is going to be shadowing Darnell Mooney, you would assume, for most of this game. Uh, solid safeties as well with Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage. And then the second-year cornerback, Eric Stokes. Uh, only looks to continue to improve. So might not be as high caliber up front as the defense the Bears just played with the San Francisco 49ers. However, the Packers do have a much better secondary than that of the 49ers, and they're going to be able to stop you and make it a very hard day across the field. Justin Fields, uh, as I am transitioning into him, uh, is going to have to have a very good game. Matt, I've got one more question uh, for you before we move on to your pick and let you go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this Bears offense because we saw them turn it around in the second half last week. Uh, Luke Getze ended up opening up the playbook for Justin Fields. A lot more bootlegs, RPOs, play action pass. And Fields is arguably best at quarterback when he is moving his legs, extending plays, finding the open receiver across the field. Uh, you just saw this Packers defense uh, allow Justin Jefferson to go wild. However, I don't think you will have to worry as much uh, with potentially the Bears' best jump ball receiver being former Packer Equinemius St. Brown. Uh, you won't have to worry as much about the Bears' offense going crazy, but do you still expect that Fields can put up a good game here in Week 2? I, I I think he, you know, he could. Like, if I was a Bears fan, or like, 
in the Bears organization, I would say to try to run Justin Jefferson around. Justin Fields as much as possible because okay. I don't know about this year because I feel like we got more speed. Uh, the linebacker situation got more scared up, but in like recent memory, guys that run are more successful. But I would assume like that defense was absolutely embarrassed last year or last week, so they're gonna come out firing. I, I feel like this defense is gonna play really well. I think the offense is too, but I don't think the offense. I think that they're going to be better, but I don't expect them to be like they're going to throw 40 points up or whatever. But I, I think the defense is really going to hold it down. I, I feel like they think the same thing I think is that they're a great defense, but they didn't play great. So I feel like that they're going to, you know, be ready. And uh, I, I wouldn't say it's an easier task, but uh, when you don't have – when you have a Justin Jefferson, like it changes the yeah. whole game. I don't care what who the quarterback is. Yeah, uh, I got to go ahead and agree with you exactly. I feel like if the Bears want to have a game plan for success in this one, uh, you not only have to try and get the run game early, but we can't have Fields trying to be a pocket passer early on. I get that it's important to try and build up confidence for your second-year quarterback. However, taking a look at the Bears when they met up with the Packers last year, uh, they met up twice, obviously, as they do every season. Fields had a combined 117 rushing yards in both of those games and averaged 7.7 yards per carry. Uh, so if you take a look at what Matt Nagy was able to do last year, you've got to try and implement that into the game this year. Uh, get fields outside of the pocket. He's going to be the X factor for the Bears sticking in this one. He played a pretty good game last year when the teams met up in December. I mean, 18 for 33, 224 yards, two touchdowns. That was obviously the game where Jakeem Grant went absolutely crazy, uh, had a kickoff return for a touchdown, I believe also another touchdown as well. But if the Bears want to keep up with the Packers, uh, they have to start with just getting first downs and getting your quarterback outside of the pocket gives you the best chance to do that. So definitely going to be an intimidating atmosphere in Green Bay on Sunday night, uh, and we'll see how Justin Fields fares because – uh, I've set it up to this point. I said it throughout training camp when I was going. I think he's made tangible improvements, and we'll see if he can do it on the road in some much more normal uh, conditions there on Sunday oh, night. Matt, before I let you go, obviously we don't uh, make our picks here until our pregame show uh, on Saturday evening. However, I'm sure a lot of Packers fans and Bears fans alike tuning in right now want to know your thoughts on this game for Sunday night. So before I kick you to the curb, let me know who is your week two pick. Who do you have in this game and why? I know you, you might be surprised. I I have the Packers winning. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I thought I, you were actually going to surprise <laughs> me. <laughs> I didn't really think of a score, but off the top of my head, uh, I'll say 24-14. I like most it. I people like listening it. probably <laughs> won't like it, but uh, yeah, that, that's what I think. But uh, this is a great podcast you guys got going on, and I. I appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as always, uh, it, it's it's always good. I think this is your third or fourth time on yeah. now, and I'm I'm sure we'll do it again later this year. So, uh, appreciate you for taking the time. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our week two installment of Meet the Opponents. Matt Romage, as always, great. You can find him on TikTok. He's got over a hundred thousand followers. Another fifty k on Instagram. He does his great stuff on this YouTube community as well as the podcasting platforms. I'll leave the links to all of Matt's uh, social media pages down in the description. Matt, always a great time having you on. Some great banter. Thank you for joining us once again. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week two installment of Meet the Opponents. We are bringing you guys the most comprehensive Bears coverage on the web throughout the entirety of the 2022-2023 regular season. If you would like to find more content from us, head to our website, beardown.com. You can find columns, articles, and blogs. Drop a like, subscribe, follow, leave a five-star rating, share the podcast if you haven't already. We're bringing you guys, once again, as much Bears content as we possibly can this regular season. You can find the podcast on social media at Bear Down, and you can find the links to our personal social media pages down in the description as well. My co-host, Parshaw, had some technical difficulties in this one, so he is not here for this outro. However, uh, another great episode. I always love having Matt on. Uh, he is one of my good friends, and fortunately enough, we get along uh, these Tuesdays and Wednesdays can get a little long without football though. That is for sure. But the clock keeps turning. We get closer to Thursday. We get closer to Sunday and we get even closer to Sunday night week one coverage coming throughout the rest of the week. Be sure to subscribe, like follow. If you haven't already, we're going to be bringing you guys five videos slash podcasts of podcast of content all week. Excuse me. I haven't done one of these on my own in a while. So uh, a little bit rusty, but it's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. Bears fans, if you haven't already done so, drop a like. And as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.